0: If you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, it's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Here's what I mean. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and so many more. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. All right, so check this out. I wanted to post this story up in hopes of explaining the horror that you can actually find on the dark web. Honestly, most of the things you find on the dark web aren't actually like the horror movie cliche-laden websites that everyone seems to think they are. Most of the dark web is questionable or illegal adult content, people trying to buy medications illegally, and so on. If you're wanting something like what you see in the movies, you have to actually know where to look. As in, you have to have the onion link. I'm not saying that those things don't exist, they just aren't easily or readily available a lot of people tend to think that it's just a dark version of Google where you can search for crazy stuff and be given results within just a few moments. It's really not though. Anyways, that out of the way, I wanted to talk about the dark web experience that was honestly horrifying for my friends and I. This was several years ago. I think we were 17 at the time and we thought we were hackers. I know, it sounds stupid but the three of us were all about the nerdy crap python networking and again quote unquote hacking i'll spare myself the embarrassment in explaining all of that just know that we knew our way around a computer naturally the three of us gravitated toward places like reddit and then 4chan and so on i don't remember where we had heard about the dark web probably from a friend The news are on one of the aforementioned websites, but when we learned about the difference between surface web and dark web, our curiosity was piqued. We started looking into what it was, what was out there, and what we could do. And of course, we were enchanted with the hacker haven it was glorified to be. We thought we would get on there, look at some of the questionable sites and be the coolest kids because we accessed the content that others didn't even know existed. So we did what we had to do. We loaded up Tor, got information for some onion links, and got ready to have our minds blown. Of course, it ended up not being as interesting as we thought it was going to be. The sites were plain and bland. We saw a couple of sites selling pills, others that we didn't even bother scrolling through because of the front pages, and we found a few webcam sites that we honestly just weren't interested in. I think all of us were getting a bit disappointed in what we were finding, though I don't know what we were expecting to find, really. I think we just started clicking through and going anywhere and everywhere that we could get to. Looking back, this was a really stupid idea. After clicking around for a while we ended up on a page that looked a little flashier than the others. I can't remember the name of the page, but I think it was something along the lines of Your Choice or something like that. As we started on the home screen, the whole page looked like it was a site for a butcher shop. There were a number of pictures of meat slices and cuts all over the front page explaining the quality and what seasoning went best with each piece. Unfortunately, I think you can all see where this is going. We ended up on a page with a list of cuts, and each of them had a diagram of a person. The part where the meat came from was highlighted. Some of what was on the page was horribly graphic. So, you know, I won't explain it in this story, but you can imagine what all was there. One of the most disturbing parts of this website was its explanation on its sourcing. I recall it explaining that all packaging would be discreet and that they would include their own seasoning packet that would go best with whatever you chose. What's worse, they explained that all of their meat was fresh and sourced on demand. They touted the fact that they had the ability to get everything when it was ordered. Obviously, we were freaked out by seeing this. Seeing this kind of Meet. We got off the site and pretty much immediately removed Tor. We all kept up our pursuits in the IT world, but I don't think any of us have ever been back to the dark web ever since. I have an interesting dark web story from a perspective that most people don't get. Namely, from the perspective of someone that used to actually work for an associate of a site that was kind of sort of like Silk Road. Nowadays, I do work for a company that contracts out cybersecurity stuff, mostly penetration testing and threat hunting. It's fun. I like working on the safe side of things, doing work for the man and getting paid to break things for them and I will never go back to the dark side of things, especially after what happened. I'm not trying to hype it up. What happened was absolutely horrifying, but it's the truth, and it's what happens when mistakes are made working with criminals. So, like I said, I used to work with a couple of guys that did dark web-style business, mostly selling illegal stuff like drugs and well mostly drugs in fact yeah it's best just to say that we sold a lot of substances to people that couldn't or wouldn't get a prescription for a premium we had a lot of customers and most of them were repeat customers and we had a very well encrypted list of everyone that we had worked with in the past including their regular orders and we had a very well-constructed method of shipping. We would ship the items in boxes that looked like they were from other companies and we would hide the good stuff with the other stuff in ways that made it unlikely to be found. This was also a while back before Silk Road was actually busted. So people weren't really looking for substances like that in the mail. My part of this operation was actually system security. I was in charge of keeping the site running and making sure no one ever got the information that we held, including who was in on the operation and the list of customers. I was good at my job, we never got hit by a honeypot operative, and I was good at sniffing out cops that were trying to do purchases, and we never had any security or downtime issues. I also kept the overall site looking clean which may not be something that really means anything, but to me, we did have the nicest looking dark web market that existed. I was actually proud of the work that I'd done on it. Now that you know me, the operation, the site, and all that stuff, let's talk about the part of it that became problematic. A man that we will simply call Rob. Rob was the ringleader of the whole thing, and we knew that he was in charge. Hell, most of us just accepted that it was really his business, and as long as we got paid, we didn't really care what went on. Rob was the business major that had decided working doing illegal stuff was the best way to pay back the money he owed on his student loans, and he was a bit cocky when it came to doing the work he did. He was actually arrested at one point on unrelated charges, and we all thought we were going to be next, seeing as how he liked to talk. Thankfully, nothing happened, and he was let go. He said it was because he had a good lawyer, but I don't really know. Anyways, let's talk about the situation that actually happened. As I said, we all ran a little business on the dark web selling illegal substances. Things went smoothly and everyone was happy. That is, until they didn't and then nobody was happy. Despite all the minor hiccups that did happen, it wasn't a huge deal until we had one specific customer that was very displeased with our service. We're going to call this customer, Chris. Chris had a drug addiction and Chris was probably our most frequent customer. Chris was also a very aggressive person when it came to communications. I know what you're thinking. Why are you in frequent communications with a customer if you're selling illegal items on the dark web? Well, unfortunately, it was Chris that was in communications with us. There was always something wrong with his order. I wasn't involved in getting the content, the shipping, or the actual business side, so... I kind of ignored the situation i ran the back-end servers which included our messaging system so i saw all the communication that went on unfortunately rob being the hard-headed jerk he was liked to antagonize chris when he was being irrational he would message him saying that he was an idiot to not purchase from us ever again etc the last time this all went down Chris messaged back saying that if we didn't get his order right, he was going to go to the cops. Now, there are a handful of things that you don't do when you're dealing with people on the dark web, and one of them is to threaten the contact the police and shut down the whole operation. When this message came through, Rob sent out a correspondence to all of us that this customer was to be blacklisted and that he would be contacting people within other markets to make sure he was never sold to again. The problem is, Rob sent this to Chris as well. My guess was that it was to send a message. You mess with us, I cut you off. Well, while there are things you don't do to those that operate dark web businesses, there are also things you don't do to irate drug addicts that know how to use the dark web. The situation went from unsavory to an absolute hellstorm. At the time of all of this happening, I was actually staying with Rob for a few days due to some personal issues at home, and he had turned the back half of his basement into a bit of a spare room and a server closet, so I was lucky enough to sleep where my work was. Anyways, I was actually downstairs working on something irrelevant to the situation when I heard what sounded like someone kicking in a door. I immediately ran up to the top of the stairs, but I stopped in the doorway to see what the hell was going on. There, I see a six-foot-something guy that had to be north of 300 pounds standing in the doorway with what looked like a shotgun in his hands, and Rob on his knees literally begging the guy not to kill him. I heard Rob call him Chris, which told me all I needed to know. This wasn't going to end well, and I was likely going to be next. I stepped quickly down the stairs as quietly as I could, and I went down into the area beneath the steps, basically behind the server closet, and I dialed 911 on my phone. When they answered, I just told them the address and said I needed officers immediately because there was a man with a gun that had just broken in and then I hung up. I didn't want to give them any of my information since, you know, I'm also kind of a criminal. No more than a few seconds after I hung up, I heard screaming, and then I heard a gunshot, and I knew what that meant. I waited there until I was certain that he had left, and then I did the most cowardly thing that I could. I climbed my way up and out of the basement window with my backpack and I walked calmly to the McDonald's that was pretty much across the street so I could see what played out. The cops showed up, then the ambulance, then the coroner and the crime scene guys. I listened to the police radio to see if they ever caught the guy. There was some cross-talk about the situation, but in the end, they jumped to encrypted channels and I lost track of what they were doing. My stay at Rob's house was a very temporary thing, and I had most of my stuff in my backpack, so I wasn't overly worried about them knowing I was there. I did go into cleanup mode with the servers, though. They were nuked entirely, so no information was ever pulled. It was a pretty messed up situation, and I really did feel bad for what happened to Rob. But in the end, if you're going to work as a criminal, you have to face the consequences of being a criminal. Did he deserve to die? No, absolutely not. But that's not how Chris saw it. So, my final suggestion, avoid the dark web. Deep web stuff is fine, it's pretty safe, but do not go down that rabbit hole. Because sometimes, what you find may be unpredictable. I'm not a techie like some of the people here, but I at least do know what I need to do when it comes to accessing the deep web. That said, I don't go digging for creepy stuff, and I don't ever go for anything illegal. On the deep web, there is a lot of content that is just slightly too raunchy for the surface web, and it isn't posted for the masses. A good number of deep web sites don't even crack into the illegal category. That's the main difference between the dark web and the deep web. A lot of what I know on the deep web is people talking BS about random things, politics, modern science, technology, cryptids, and other supernatural stuff, as well as conspiracy theories. Some of those conspiracy theories can get really freaking weird. In fact, that's kind of what my story here is about. So. One of the sites I would use a lot was a discussion board for conspiracy theories and craziness about how there were demons among us, and they were going to take over the world. A lot of it sounded like insane people rambling off scripts that you would find in the trash bin at the Sci-Fi Channel headquarters, but some of it actually was interesting. And all of the theories had their ardent followers. The people that seemed to run most of the theories were those that genuinely believed that our government around the world were run by demons that sacrificed children to drink their blood. Like, seriously, crazy stuff. I remember that there was one user that was seriously crazy into this theory. I think his name was something like Dave is Home or something. I remember it being something about Dave and Home, so... I'm just going to call him Dave. Dave would post on every single thread that he could find, and he would egg on the initial poster to the point that he was almost rewriting their theories. What's worse, he seemed to believe in every single crazy theory that was posted. Government run by baby eating demons? Yeah, totally true. Same government somehow being run by space faring lizard people also just as true. (laughs) Disney sneaking subtle hints into their kid movies to get everyone hooked on cocaine. Sure, why the hell not? It was as if this guy refused to see reality for what was in front of his eyes. Everything had a hidden agenda. Everything was some plot to control the masses, and everything was worth questioning. I don't think Dave could have made a cup of coffee without accusing the coffee maker of trying to take away his God-given freedoms. Anyways, as quickly as I saw Dave make the new posts on the forum, I noticed that he had almost entirely disappeared. I went over to his profile to see what he had been posting lately, only to find that he had made a final thread called Don't Trust the Admin. This thread outlined that the admins of the forum site were attempting to find him so that they could send a hitman to take him out of the picture. It had a ton of seemingly irrelevant details and included pictures of random people that Dave claimed were following him for the admins. He then rounded the whole thing out with an Onion link to a website that he had created so that he could continue on with his ramblings. I went over to his website and I read all of his posts and they legitimately just kept getting crazier and crazier. Eventually, I'd had enough of his absolute nonsense and decided to log off for a while. I kind of stopped getting on the deep web for a little bit, mostly because I didn't really have time and was feeling the stress of my first year in college. After a while, I think it was a couple of months between my last check I decided I wanted to get on and see what all Dave had gotten himself into. I went back to the forum, went to his account, and then to his personal site, only to find that there were over 300 new updates. This man had seriously posted over 300 times within maybe a month and a half. I started down the rabbit hole of his posts, and his theories started getting really abstract. Some of them made some sense, like he would have clear moments in the crazy fog, but a lot of them were things like the Russian government is watching you with a satellite that comes around every week, and how meat that you buy at the store isn't really meat, but a plasticine-like material that was synthesized and that it contained hormones to make people dumb. It was all honest-to-God insanity. Then I got to the end of the feed— and I felt bad for laughing at his posts. His last post was simply titled, I Can't Do It Anymore. It was probably the most lucid thing he had written on the page. It explained that his mother had passed away from cancer, and of course he blamed Big Pharma for this, but then went on to explain that the stress of life was too much for him, and he couldn't keep up. He outlined some of his theories about the government running our lives and explained that if he couldn't live free, then he didn't want to live at all. He finished off the post by saying, To all my friends that have helped me see clearly over the years, I thank you and may God bless you all. Then he posted a picture of a hand holding a pistol of some sort. I don't know shit about guns. There was nothing after this post and the few comments that existed were just people saying that god would understand his decision and that he was truly a soldier fighting for the truth obviously this was pretty depressing and i was a bit freaked out knowing that this guy that i was making fun of in my head was most likely not alive and was also most likely dealing with mental health issues in the end I didn't really go back or spend any time on the deep web. Dave's story had a bit of a lasting effect on me and taught me a lesson about sympathy. If you're still listening, then you're either asleep or you just really like the show. If you want to support the show monetarily, you can. I have a Patreon that I want you to know about. The link for that is in the description. And if you want to support the show and aren't able to pledge just yet, the absolute best way to do that is to simply watch another episode. I thank you and I'll see you next time. On Instacart, I can shop a huge selection of pet supplies, from that one brush that scratches him just right to that extra comfy bed he can't wait to flop down in. And I get everything delivered right to my door in as fast as one hour. Okay, 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 settle down. I know it's here. Yes, very exciting. Visit Instacart.com or download the app to get a free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. Minimum order $10. Additional terms apply. Instacart. Add life to cart.